Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. Hello, Gary Vasey again, and another edition of CTRM Radio, an ad hoc podcast from Commodity Technology Advisory, the leading analysts in the CTRM and related software space. CTRM Radio is kindly sponsored by Enuit, an award-winning provider of CTRM and commodity management solutions worldwide, and hosted by CTRMCenter.com, the place for everything CTRM. Well, today's podcast is going to look at commodity management. Over the last several years, we've identified commodity management and tried to differentiate commodity management from CTRM and from ERP for commodities. We think that the terminology is beginning to settle down and we do see a number of commodity management providers. As written in a blog article a few years ago, the coming clash of two software categories, we have in fact seen the ERP vendors move into the commodity management space with people like SAP, Dicatrade, Scalable, etc. And on the other side, we have seen what were CTRM providers migrate into the physical supply chain in one form or another. People like Generation 10, Enuit, uh, Brady, and other suppliers in the CTRM space traditionally have gone into the supply chain side. So what we thought was we'd take a, a step back and we'd talk to a few of the vendors in the space. We picked SAP because they are the big dog. We talked to Enuit because they have developed a new CM solution, which they're bringing to market this year. And we also spoke to iRely, who is a company that's been around for quite a long time, happily selling commodity management software in the eggs and softs and other spaces. Let's start with SAP. And I spoke with Richard Philcox. So how does SAP define commodity management? I think we we define it more broadly, purely based on other areas of industry that we play. So when you look at SAP with all of our other offerings, for us, the commodity piece is part of a bigger puzzle. So if you're a producer, a converter or a consumer of commodities, you need certain capabilities around commodity management. And that's not the same for everyone that we deal with. So we, need, we want it to be a broader, broader umbrella term. We see it encompassing right from forecasting through the deal management, deal structuring piece, then pricing, deal creation, into risk management, exposure management, hedging, risk reporting. Then in parallel, we have quite a significant logistics piece where we tie into the supply chains and they differ across industry. So for us, it's, it's touching, commodity management touches all of those parts of the business life cycle. It's not necessarily just a, a tight boundary around trading and risk. It goes more, more broadly than that. We would agree. I mean, we try to define commodity management as ERP for commodities plus CTRM. Yes. So I, I, think, I think your definition is, is also our understanding. What I'd like to pursue is in, in SAP's thinking, how far does yeah. commodity management go into accounting, for example? that far downstream so all of the commodity content ends up in accounting and by nature of the business everything flows downstream into that accounting piece so we feel having the ability to 
push all of that content in a native natural way makes a lot of sense obviously month end year end processing can be quite significant for for large players across this industry with many many deals many many postings so trying to automate as much of that as possible and drive all of that content and resulting output into finance is is very important so we take that view we take our commodity management capabilities and we tie them very natively and, and directly into what we're traditionally known for around the uh, accounting side of things within our ERP. So all of that is done out of the box. We deliver that for customers and we maintain that with every release. So they don't have to build that integration. We, we do that for them because we see it as an inherent part of the end-to-end commodity management chain. Understood. And, and of course, you and I, being in the industry a while, know that that accounting interface is often one of the stickiest parts of an implementation of a traditional CTRM or CM product if it doesn't include the accounting piece. How would you extol the, the benefits of a SAP commodity management approach over a, a CTRM plus ERP implementation? Well, I think there's, there's both business and technical benefits. I think from a business perspective, we dramatically reduce the complexity within the, the application landscape. So users can work from a single platform. Um, they're not moving between user interfaces, different reporting styles. They're not having to reconcile data. So when you're integrating two non-standard systems or two systems that don't natively talk to, to each other together, you, you have to build some form of reconciliation. And if you're integrating at a logistics level, then that level of integration can be pretty significant and therefore reconciliation needs to be significant as well. So our solution removes all of that because we are operating off of a single database, one version of master market and trading data. So all of that goes away, which frees up the time from the business side of things to focus on value add activities. Also, by doing that, we can make our data available more quickly to the users. So they're not waiting for um, reports to be built. They're not waiting for information to be displayed because everything is in that single data store and represented across the different parts of the supply chain. So as soon as a, a trade is captured, the trader can see these impacts on exposure, risk management can pick it up and start managing the risk. Logistics will be able to work with any physical movements that they have as a result of that trade and everything stays, stays aligned and updated in, in real time. From a technical perspective, there's less of an IT estate to manage. So we assist companies with, with application consolidation. They can remove significant cost and technical infrastructure from their business. There's one company to for support issues so we can turn support issues around very quickly everything falls under our standard maintenance and support agreements so people know where to go and know where the answer lies because it's one vendor and I think also over time and, and moving forward in terms of upgrades releases as I said earlier we we maintain the integration we guarantee that our components will talk to each other so you won't have the issue where maybe your CTRM and your ERP will struggle to communicate when one side of that integrated chain is upgraded. 
we we upgrade everything at the same time. Therefore, we can we can remove that that pain from a technical perspective. So, it's very much about simplifying the experience from an IT and business perspective, and therefore reducing the cost and complexity of day to day operations associated with it. Another area where, from yes. what I've seen at commodity management forums, you're able to bring some other technologies and other aspects to the table, like say artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain. I think from what I've seen, what I've observed, those newer, maybe disruptive technologies are taking a little bit of time to find their place in the commodity markets. I mean, we still have customers that are moving from our older technical platform ECC onto S4. So there are there are companies at different stages along the technology timeline. You always get the bleeding edge players that want to adopt as much of this disruptive technology as possible. And then you get others that are more happy to follow. But from, from my perspective, I think the AI and machine learning pieces will, will find their place um, in, in the risk reporting side of things and also the predictive analytics side of, of the business. We are looking at ways to adopt that into the, the solution. But what I always need to maintain a view on is how does that sit across the multiple industries that we support? Because our platform is a multi-commodity offering. And we need to make sure that when we're investing in the solution and delivering functionality, that we serve all of those industries or as many of those industries as possible. Regarding blockchain, we've seen examples of how that can be leveraged in quite historically intensive paper-based processes. So, for example, retrading of cargoes moving down the Mississippi River. That was a very nice candidate for a blockchain example. And we, we applied our blockchain technologies to that and, and gave some prototype POC type views to customers to see what they felt about the, that use of the technology in that context, whether it would have legs moving forwards. I think also, if, we, if we're looking at other examples, then we're probably then moving towards maybe the automated trading or more intelligent trading mechanisms where the IT landscape takes over, the trader will make the decision, but then a lot of the associated processes are automated. For example, sending bids and offers out to the market, receiving the fills back, applying those to the portfolio, updating risk reporting, understanding how closely hedged you are, and then further layers of automation thereafter. So I think in different contexts, there's different levels of adoption. I'm still seeing it grow but I think there's still some way to go before we see full adoption across all IT uh, within commodities uh, businesses. One last question then, which is, do you think SAP commodity management is a candidate for everybody or are there some size constraints in terms of minimum number of users or size of entity that it makes sense to use it with? Because you are in the cloud, so we are. We are yes, so that and I think opens the door to some of the maybe some of the smaller entities. I think for us, if if companies have invested in SAP more widely or they have SAP as the ARP, then including commodity management, if they have the need, makes a lot of sense. We don't mm-hmm. necessarily look at the size of of customer; it's more whether they need all of the capabilities that the solution can offer. Um, but we do we do have a range of, of customer sizes, scales, and um, applications of the solution in different contexts. As I mentioned, the producer, converter, consumer context. So it is fully adoptable, irrespective of size. 
as you rightly say, it can be taken on-prem or in the cloud, which then gives customers a lot of flexibility as to how they deploy the solution. And quite often we see larger organizations deploying in, in trial locations, which is effectively like a small business taking a solution and running it. And then if they feel it's proven and it can deliver what they need, then they'll roll it out across their global operations. So it's definitely scalable. It can definitely be applied to uh, any, any size of organization. We just need to ensure that the, the business case is right for the customer and that the application is right for the customer. And we can then um, look to get it implemented and get them operational using it. Commodity management is often not something customers have heard of. So it is a, out there, it's a, a viable alternative to your more traditional CTRM plus ERP. So you can most definitely look to engage and speak to customers from any industry or any size of scale to see if what we have makes sense for them and, and is beneficial. Thanks, Richard. And then let's go to Patrick Reams, who talked to David Myers about Enuit and Entrade Unite. David, when we think about commodity management, and you guys have recently come out with your Entrade Unite product, which uh, is a commodity management solution across different commodity classes. What do you view as the difference between what, what's always been viewed as traditional CTRM or commodity trading risk management capabilities and what is commodity management? What is Entrade Unite versus that, that old definition of CTRM? It's kind of a confusing term, and perhaps it's not yet been completely defined by everybody or there isn't a consensus about what it exactly means. I'm not a person that likes to be very loose with my terms, so I, I tend to look for a very specific meaning for words. Uh, and I've come to the conclusion, this is how I've resolved the matter in my mind. Um, if and, I, and let me first define it kind of with like a bubble graph. So you have a, a commodity space and you have CTRM and everybody knows CTRM means commodity trading risk management. And of course, what that means to me is commodity trading and risk management. So it deals with more of the trading risk management aspects. What is my financial exposure to market movements? Um, maybe some, some of the, it has to do with credit management too, because of the market movements and your trades and so forth, your open exposures and whether a counterparty is going to go belly up or not. But then uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you have where everything ends up and that's in your general ledger package. So everything becomes a debit and credit and some counts, uh, receivables, payables, blah, blah, blah. And then somewhere in the middle, I think everybody is looking for this thing called commodity management. So it has to go somewhere in the middle. Where I have come to the conclusion is it comes in about the time or just a little bit before for the physical business. So there's there's trading business, the physical financial, and commodity management really is more of a physical business uh, construct. It, it has certain financial relationship because of hedges and so forth, but but it's mainly for the the physical business, meaning you're actually moving product from one location to another. And so whenever you take title to a product, there's so many risks, and we'll call them operational risks as opposed to financial risks, just to get a little bit of separation in terminology. And operational risk means, okay, do I have my LOIs? Do I have my LCs? Do I have, have I scheduled my cargoes? Have I got made sure that a, a ship or a cargo ship or somehow transportation has been arranged to get my product from one place to another? 
have I received prepayments or down payments, margin? Uh, there's all sorts of operational related issues that have to do with making sure that first of all, you can transfer title, but all the scheduling related aspects and timing. And eventually after the whole sausage is processed through this grinder, it comes out at the other end in what we call journal entries, which can then be sent to a general ledger package to be booked in uh, in those accounting types of systems. So this, this, this commodity management really is this area, the space uh, more operationally related for physical commodity business elements or aspects in between the more financial upstream management of trading activities and the downstream management of booking things to general ledger package and it sits in the middle. And I suppose you can call it supply chain, right? Because you're moving inventory from one place or something that could be at one point or at some point called inventory from one place to another. And let me summarize five bullet points that I have determined should be basic features of a commodity management pack package. So it manages both quantity and the value of products moving through a supply chain. General ledger packages just don't handle quantities very well, generally. They, they just, it's all money, currency dollars. And the upstream, it, it's handling value, meaning what's the value of the product, but, and they look at the positions. And so at some point, the, com, the quantity part of the whole equation drops off. And, but that's the primary focus of the commodity management aspect. So bullet point A is just manages both quantity and value. Uh, enables good management of business processes. We call them activities, basically through your through the the whole activities through your your business process chain, managing all the things, having sign offs and so forth. It tracks who does who did what, where, when, and why. I mean that that's basically the uh, you can go back and find out did this get done, who did it, when did they do it, did they do it right, uh, and so there's Control to data is, a, is the fourth point. Did they, who has access to data is once a, an activity is completed, should you be able to update it? Well, the answer probably is no without some other type of process to unlock something and then you track all the unlocking and relocking. And the fifth point is translating supply chain activities into general uh, journal entries. So you have accruals and you have, uh, you know, final journal entries and there's all sorts of debits and credits of different accounts that occur at different times based upon the activity performed. So title transfer, for instance, you're going to receive goods and you're going to uh, maybe have a receivable or payable or, you know, uh, a certain set of, of journal entries that are going to be generated. And every month you're going to have accruals generated until finally something's finalized. And so that's, that's the fifth element of what I think a commodity management system should do and it's important as you can see <clears throat> you can't separate them easily from the trade management because a lot of the trading terms naturally feed into this more downstream commodity management part of a, of the whole system of the whole chain of activities is that uh satisfactory yeah no and I, I i no i i absolutely understand where you're coming from on that and i think it, it's a matter of I, perspective as well i think depending upon where you sit in the industry 
the necessity of having these capabilities changes as you move across the, the value chain of commodities. And so uh, it would seem to me that given these five bullet points, given your description, that it's clearly you're, you're targeting this at the, the producers, the, the consumers of commodities and not necessarily so much the, the traders of commodities. Is that, is that kind of your view? So the producer, yes. <clears throat> so the producers, um, you you could look at them, but actually it's the opposite, Patrick. So the the actual trading companies between the producers and the consumers is, is our targeted audience. And you'd say, well, why they don't have a supply chain? Well, the truth is, they do because they pick up product in one country and they ship it to another country. So they they are as much interested in supply chain management. You might think as a, as another um, firm, but but then there's aspects also of say you're a company and you receive uh, in this case maybe iron ore product and you convert it into steel product and so there's a supply chain element there too as a consumer but also a producer you consume one thing you produce another so anyway there's uh, it, it all depends I suppose on where you stand and what you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I was thinking more from the the merchant perspective. You're you're buying commodities, you're you're transforming those commodities, and then you're selling those commodities. That that seems to be a a good yes. place for a commodity management solution, and then that integration with the producer and the consumer at the end of it. So when you, when you guys made the decision to create Entrade Unite, what did you have to add new capabilities, or was it really just a, a bit of a repackaging, replumbing of what you had in, in, in the product in the beginning? So a lot of what we were already doing in Intrade, to be a, a system, there's you have to have some sort of scheduling for any commodity when you're trading, when your clients are trading physical commodities. So we needed to provide some sort of scheduling capability, and we did have scheduling capabilities in in trade the product that we've been selling for several years now but we came to realize that there was um, business process management basically i suppose you could call it that was missing the, the data elements were all there uh, you could update quantities and assays and event dates and all that generate payments blah 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 but there was no necessarily, there was no business process oversight. There was no uh, control of when certain data could be changed and updated. And then after it was then locking it. So controlling access to data that had already been performed. And then there's a, there's a huge issue at the, at the very end of the whole pipeline. And that is, generating journal entries and making this easy. You may know of any number of implementations for the last eight plus years that have failed because they couldn't get journal entries generated correctly to send to the general ledger. And who wants a system that they have to manually key in perhaps potentially thousands of journal entries every day or month or whatever frequency by hand? And there's you know, fat finger mistakes and there's all sorts of other uh, manual you know entering data manually uh, issues problems to deal with so that is a huge issue and what we did with this Intrade unite is we created a standard set of journal entries that would be generated with each business process say for instance title transfer or generating a 
an invoice or completing a cargo, for instance. All these things generate transactional data sets for, of journal entries. We have prepackaged the journal entry data sets, the sets of journal entry pairs. But we, what we've done is we've created a, a mapping from our internal mapping of what we call these various, you know, debit credit codes, you know, accounts receivable, payable, cash in, inventory, goods received, goods uh, issued. And then we just have to map it to a customer's chart of account codes so that it just it just translates our internal mapping into something that the customer and it makes the it makes the implementations much quicker and less uh, prone to delays and dissatisfaction. So you're not looking to necessarily replace a, a client's ERP system. This is more of a better facilitates the integration between the the commodity supply chain uh, and commercial activities and that ERP system. It's it's yeah. not meant to replace it necessarily. Then. Right. And so ERP, I suppose, is another term. And again, I don't deal with uh, generic terms very well. But ERP, <laughs> I, I, I go straight for the jugular and call it a general ledger package. But, you know, ERP could be something in addition to general ledger. Yeah. So generally, our Intrade Unite may actually overlap with certain ERP functions in a more general sense. That's what yeah. yeah. So it again, your your clients could, if they're using SAP, this really does facilitate the integration of that yeah. those commercial activities and logistical activities and that 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 the SAP system. It's the, the SAP system because that one is a very dominant prevalent. A general ledger package, ERP package within the industry. And let's just say it's a little bit more, the interface with it is much more sophisticated, complicated than uh, perhaps others. And so that one, yes, it's very important to get this automation or this um, quick implementation methodology in place so that we avoid some of the some of the problems that, that have happened in the past, that's what we're learning from the mistakes of others. And to round out the interviews, I then spoke with George Olney of iRely. Hey George, how do you define commodity management relative to commodity management, CTRM, ERP? And how do you see the market developing for that kind of software? And what's the most important aspect of it in your opinion? Yeah, Gary, that's an interesting question. You know, what we see the difference between the commodities market, commodity procurement, CTRM, and a traditional ERP boils down to kind of the front end, the management of risk quality and sampling. So when you look at our solution for a commodity management company, um, our contract management goes in a lot of depth with respect to the way that people are going to procure and price things with respect to uh, pricing based upon market, ratio management, bail management, you know, any type of specific pricing for your specific commodity, we see that as a big difference between us and an ERP. Um, you know, and, and really an ERP is not going to be interested in processing a purchase order, or what they call, what we call a contract, without a fixed price or some type of agreed upon price. It's going to be hard for an ERP to receive without price and then update price in inventory. So I think that's a big paradigm difference between a commodity management, a CTRM, and an ERP. The other thing is the visibility throughout logistics, which is which 
also is tied to the contract to get the accruals for the product for the logistics cost and getting that like landed cost, what traditionally are people called landed cost, into the cost of the product on the water. And then, you know, matching that cost on the PO to a trade in the CTRM and creating a P&L, that's a huge difference from that perspective. The other thing that we note in commodities is that dependence upon a pre-shipment sample and understanding sampling and quality before you receive the goods and configuring quality characteristics for specific goods. You know, that is a big component of why uh, a commodity management system really focuses on quality, focuses on traceability and sampling to ensure that like shipment samples are processed, quality is good before you receive goods and helps manage that procurement, thus telling you upfront whether you have the goods that are either going to be resold or used in your production process. So that, that sampling is huge to get advanced notice and understand the quality that you're getting in. The other thing is the demand plan integrated into the buys and, and, and that visibility, that's big in our system. And risk management on top of all that, right? You have two elements of risk management that are being addressed. One is the physicals and two is the currency. So you might do a contract in a separate currency to pay in a separate currency for the procurement you want to hedge the physicals as well as the currency. So that's big. The other thing is, you know, the position in the risk management as the, as the product goes through the shipment cycle, right? And gets offset and, and, and eventually is realized, right? The whole compliance with risk uh, accounting is important inside of our solution in the commodity management uh, perspective. And the whole mark to market, right? You have goods on hand, you look at the mark and you square the mark off and you hit the GL. Obviously that's something that's big. Sustainability and traceability inside of a commodity management business, now that also is becoming big. So it's very important that those things are, are associated with the procurement side and the sales side to ensure that you can track goods from farm to fork. Uh, the other thing on the CTRM side we always look at, and as well as the CM side, is counterparty risk, right? Counterparty risk is very important. How many goods do you have with one person and what's your exposure to that person in the event of a what if or a price change? On the CTRM side, trade finance, right? If you're pledging goods to a bank and you want to manage the pledges, the warrants, right? Uh, if you have warrants in your industry or if you have pledged goods that uh, ensure that the bank is notified prior to you uh, releasing the goods to the from the warehouse to the end consumer, uh, that's important for us. Right, value at risk is always important in in, in a risk management system. Um, stress testing, ensuring that if price changes and fluctuates, uh, you understand the impact on your P and L from that perspective. And again, we had mentioned earlier, but trade profit and loss—that's another big element. When you look at that, is a trader making money on any specific trade, and how do you accrue all the costs of the shipment into that? And that's an important thing from that perspective. So um, those are just some of the things that make us different uh, in that perspective. And you didn't mention integration there, George. How do you see that? Is that important? Great question, Gary. Uh, again, integration is a pivotal point for us. Integrating with your broker for statements, integrating with shipping lines for shipment status, integrating with third-party data provider for pricing, integrating to get foreign currency rates, integrating with your ERP, integrating with your supplier to get quality, 
integrating with um, your customer to ensure they understand where product is, integrating with the bank to expedite payment. All these things are paramount to a CTRM solution. So getting a CTRM solution or a CM solution that has an open architecture is critical in your ongoing ability to respond to the market as well as to get goods and services to your customer in a timely manner to execute transactions in the most efficient way. When you look at that integration to document management and having documents at hand and being able to forward documents and digitize your trading system is an incredible benefit that a lot of our customers are taking advantage of. So yes, I would agree with you that integration is a great point to focus on when you're looking for a new commodity solution. And again, other, other providers, some of our other customers uh, are actually looking for a fully integrated solution under one umbrella, including ERP and CTRM. And I rely is capable of providing point or single point solutions for contracts and risk management or providing a fully integrated solution for your full CTRM business. And I guess finally, where do you at iRely see the industry developing in the future? Yes, where are we going? That's always, you know, where's the market developing and where are we putting our energy and where's the market? Risk management always remains a top priority. It's the reason why companies contact us in general. There's definitely a trend towards supply chain management functionality as well and tightly around traceability and production. Food and bath companies need real-time visibility and control over commodities from origin to production from farm to fork, right? Customer preferences are part of the reason because now they demand sustainable ethical sourcing and manufacturers need to prove it. And of course, you know, food safety is always a key. People are always looking for that. So traceability and understanding of where your product's from and where it's going is important. So that's a definite trend we're looking at. Other trends, yeah. The need for supply chain visibility and control is, is fueling a transition away from more traditional CRM, CTRM towards a full commodity management because companies are buying and selling commodities that need more control over logistics and inventory and planning and cost. They need to know if there's a price change or a supply chain disruption, how's that gonna impact their production schedules and how are they gonna actually function and be profitable as events are happening and unfolding around them. Another area is, you know, commodities move long distances and those journeys are high risk. When you saw earlier this year, the Suez Canal incident, you know, that reinforced the point that at any time you might need to find alternative sources or at least understand how much of your goods online real time are and where they're at. You know, Commodity companies and trading companies are embracing automation and replacing all the old manual processes and digitizing their workforce. So, you know, automated workflows are faster. They don't make mistakes. You don't have to look for things. They're timely. And when companies replace spreadsheets, they understand that the systems that they go to, although, uh, you know, costly, provide benefit that far outweigh the costs and decrease the risk. And, and we continue to see that that leverage of your solution is going to get greater and greater as years go by. And, you know, finally, another big trend that we see is the move towards BI and analytics. These are essential tools for anybody who's trading large numbers of commodities, right? This was 
true before 2020, but with the COVID-19 disruptions to the market around the world, the ability for you to quickly understand what was happening and perform simulations and evaluate what your options are, that's critical in those points. So the impact of COVID continues to disrupt our transactions and our interactions with companies. Companies are buying and selling commodities really need to analyze data, run scenarios, create plans, backup plans, and alternatives to ensure their success as the environment keeps changing. Thank you, George. So as you can see, having spoken to three different suppliers of commodity management and got their opinions and views, we do seem to be arriving at the situation where, to some extent, uh, commodity management is the superset, if you like, of CTRM and ERP for commodities. And this is exactly the way that Comtech uh, defined it several years ago in our CTRM as an architecture white paper, which, by the way, is still available for free download from CTRMCenter.com, along with many, many other white papers, reports, research reports, opinion pieces, that kind of thing. Please do go over there and visit. My name's Gary Vasey. I'm with Commodity Technology Advisory, the leading analyst in the CTRM and related software space. And this has been another edition of CTRM Radio, an ad hoc podcast from Comtech Advisory. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Stay safe. You've been listening to CTRM Radio, a podcast by leading industry analysts, Commodity Technology Advisory. You can find more information about us at ComTechAdvisory.com and much more news, views, research, and information on CTRM at the CTRM Center at CTRMCenter.com. Thank you for joining our presenters, managing partners Patrick Reams and Gary M. Basie and their guests today, and we hope to see you on a future edition of CTRM Radio.